Hi guys, welcome back. All right. I have some stuff tonight around regressing a little bit in the area of self-love and self-worth and some more complex issues that are going to arise for you in recovery if you're trying to date again. <laughs> um, I've written a few episodes lately and like posted them for a while and then I took them down because um, I just didn't I don't know how I feel about it yet still. I think I'm still getting to a point where I'm figuring it out, but I keep kind of flip-flopping on how I feel lately. Um, and I'm really trying to turn inward and figure out what's up with me rather than like, you know, um, thinking that everything is an external issue. Um, so lately I have noticed that my self-compassion and the relationship and friendship I built with myself has really not been around as much lately. Um, and I've been going kind of in the other direction of having and listening to, um, really negative thoughts about myself. I feel sad that I've kind of regressed back to this point. Um, I think last night I was kind of able to pop out of it a little bit. And so I just kind of wrote some thoughts down, um, I have been having a hard time lately over um, a particular incident that really hurt me emotionally within my relationship with my current partner. Um, this ordeal is a whole another ball game, and I may try and write a little bit about that today, um, some because I was, I don't know, I just feel like I've been stuck in like the PTSD, like ruminating bullshit with that. Um, I still kind of am. It's like a lot less today than it has been, but I go in and out of knowing that this person that I'm with is, you know, probably won't do that again. Um, but it's hard because that's what I'm used to. You know, and also I'm just trying to like sort through this happening and having it not mean that I'm not good enough. Um, so that's kind of like the thought process that like I'm noticing. Um, and the other night I had a really bad night and it was actually starting to come out verbally and you know, just things like, you know, I'm not good enough. Um, I should have been doing more for him. That's why he did that. Um, you know, the person that he was looking at is better than you. You are going to get replaced because he's losing interest. You need to quit eating so much. You need to lose weight again, or you're going to lose him to someone else. Um, wow, that's a lot of yucky stuff, right? But whose voice is that? Because it's not mine, you know? But lately, it's been hard to tell myself that, you know, that is my eating disorder talking, and that is my ex-abusive partner's um, effects on my brain after going through what I did with him, you know, that that's what that is. It's been hard to kind of, like, ground and, like, know that as much as I did before and I've been having a harder time like thought stopping and just kind of like engaging with that negative inner voice and believing it and just on a daily basis like that's how I'm living my life again now you know it's just constantly ruminating on all of these things so this is not somewhere I ever wanted to be again um you know but I am dating and love someone and so this is where the confusion was going on and I think I finally kind of figured it out. So it's two things that happened, not just one, right? So there's this one incident that happened, but within myself and for me, two things happened. Um, I'm learning it's not one or the other and I think this is important. So number one, my partner did something uncool that legitimately should not ever happen again. 
um, a boundary needed to be put up and I needed to think about whether I can forgive or not and observe, you know, behavior and actions for a while and see if he actually feels remorse and is sorry. And he does. Um, I can tell you that it's something that would have hurt me before I was in an abusive relationship. So this isn't, Oh, that only bothered you because you've been abused. Um, which is not something he said. It's just a thought that I've had. Um, you know, it is a present issue I'm having to work through with this person. Um, and that part of it has nothing to do with my ex, right? So that's even number one that's going on. (laughs) Number two is I was triggered by how this action made me feel and the nature of it. Um, this is the behavior my ex-abusive partner would display when he was in fact cheating, lying, uh, being a womanizing piece of shit asshole and making decisions without any regard, you know, for my well-being and um, successfully brainwashing me to believe that I could stop this hurtful behavior from happening if I only was enough for him, okay? So it makes sense that that's kind of where I regress to, right? So something happened, I'm having to work through it in a relationship, pretty normal thing, legitimate thing, you know, that would have gone on even if I wasn't an abuse survivor. But then on top of it, my negative inner voice, you know, the voice that he kind of placed in my head from the brainwashing is like really loud again lately because the nature of the of the um, event, you know, triggered my nervous system to kind of like be back in that state again. So it's like, well, fuck, that's a lot. <laughs> so number one is something, you know, that my current partner needs to take responsibility for. And he did. Um, number two is not. However, number two is part of dating me. So if he's going to date me, you know, he'll need to be compassionate towards that part of the situation. Um, and he and I will need to figure out how he can help me through this and how I can help myself through this without him getting emotionally beat up for things that he didn't actually do, which is have sex with someone else, have a relationship with someone else, and lie to me about it. Um, what he did is something that men do sometimes, which is wrong, and makes women feel less than. It's, you know, it's a pretty acceptable thing in our society nowadays. Um, as are a lot of uncool actions that women are kind of expected just to deal with and ignore. Um But like I said, you know, he's definitely taking responsibility, um, allowing for several conversations to take place around why, you know, I had a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, I had to talk about how it made me feel, how I'm still feeling. And he's just basically been like, yeah, it's going to take a little bit for this to resolve and that's okay. And I'm here to be with you through it. And, you know, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to help us through this because, I'm taking responsibility and I want to be with you and I want to fix it. So another confusing aspect of this um, that's been going on for me is I'm trying to make sure that I'm not romanticizing again. Um, But I'm not. I actually find myself constantly trying to like convince myself the negative inner voice um, is anyways that, you know, he's not being authentic. Um, He is lying you know, just to get me to settle down so he can go out and do it again. But that's all Satan right there, folks, right? That's not Jen. That's the negative inner voice that Satan put in my head. The one that's trying to like tell me that, you know, he's not authentic. This is bullshit. Da, 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 da. You know, that's not my current partner's vibe. It never has been. Um, And that is something I truly trust and believe in my heart. You know, I do feel he is a kind and caring person, um, who is sorry and is learning a hard lesson right now. But this like schema I have created, I think is so rigid that it convinces me otherwise when we are talking about it sometimes. And I'm in that like really active fight or flight nervous system fucked up thing from my trauma. And all that is, is a defense mechanism because my body and my mind are like, oh, hell no. 
we can't go through this again. You know, this almost like took us down last time. That was bad. That hurt really bad last time. So, you know, it's like alarm, alarm. And this was triggering and did reopen some wounds. So I'm not only having to deal with what actually happened, which fucking hurt. It still hurts. It's getting better. But on top of it, I'm dealing with all this other past hurt that I'm having to feel again. Um, I am not thinking too much about it. You know, it's like weird because it feels like it's this issue going on now. And I'm not like really having flashbacks of my ex-abusive partner. I'm not picturing it in my head. I'm not reliving it really. Um, It's more of a somatic thing. It's in my body. And I think that's why I was like pretty unaware of it. Um, You know, I am anxious some days to the point where I feel sick to my stomach again. I've been having a hard time. Um, I can't regulate my nervous system right now. I am in total like scared curl up in a ball mode around my current partner at times um, when this starts to happen because subconsciously my body is like, okay, time to shut down. Um, And I didn't even really like connect the two and that both one and two could be happening at the same time because like I said, I haven't thought much about the past stuff. So I was like, no, I don't. It's like one or the other, right? Like I'm either triggered or it's a current issue. Well, it can be both. It can be a legitimate issue in your relationship that needs to get resolved in that relationship, but it can also be a trigger at the same time. Um, You know, but this current feeling, you know, this current thing, it feels a lot like past stuff um, when none of it's happened though, right? Like I was laying in bed night before last sobbing and he was holding me. Um, I was not having a good time. And I told him, you know, I feel like I'm back in that bar right now that we were in when this happened and it's happening right in front of me again. And he was like, why? And I was just like, cause it was traumatizing and I'm reliving it, you know, um, But I think looking back on that happening to me, it's like, okay, this is more than what just happened with him in that bar that night. This is me feeling terrorized again by my ex continuously wounding me um, and hurting me through infidelity. Um, Me begging him to please stop doing this to me. Just like this cyclic, terrible infidelity and betrayal that went on in that relationship for years. Um, It felt like I was in that again while laying in bed and feeling like I was back in that moment again, which doesn't make sense, right, for the current situation because my dude hasn't done all that to me. This was like a, not a minor thing, but, you know, more normal situation. Um, You know, the guy I'm with now, yeah, he's hurt my feelings, yeah. Um, I have here and there too. You know, it happens. I've hurt his feelings too. It's stuff we work through, but it's not terrorizing. He's not mean to me. And rationally, I know he's not like my ex. He's not abusive, um, or at least he hasn't been yet, right? And I do know rationally, I'll be able to totally recognize if he is, if that starts, and I know how to protect myself from that now. I'm probably in overprotection mode. And I think that like, that's also been something that I'm beating myself up about is that I'm having a hard time regulating that, Um, which is okay, right? Like I think I just, and that's where the self-compassion and the self-worth and everything comes in. It's like, no, you're not just, you're not like defective. You know, you're having this reaction. Yes, it's because of your trauma, but it's okay. You know, I need to be compassionate towards myself about that. It's okay. Um, it just is what it is. And it's something that he and I will have to work through and figure out how to calm when things arise and my internal stuff is going off and are like, you know, run when in reality, if I allow him the opportunity to make it right, he will. And he has, um, so all of this has gone on. And another thing that helped me recognize my icky inner negative voice has taken over again is last night, um, our family dog passed away, my daughter's dog, um, our little chihuahua we've had for a long time. 
it was really unexpected. Um, I got a phone call in the middle of the night, had to go to the pet hospital. It was, it was shitty. It sucked. Um, you know, and I had also made plans with my partner today, right. To have, um, kind of a cuddle in bed all day thing so that we can kind of like reset from all that stuff that happened the other night when all this was going on. Um, we're pretty close and like, this is what's, helped us through um a lot of these tough things we're working through um I know it's definitely what I need when I feel scared it, you know physical touch and like that skin to skin really helps um it releases oxytocin which is the human bonding chemical you know um if you're unfamiliar with that you can like look it up more to understand that more but it's the chemical that's released with childbirth um and orgasm <laughs> But it helps people feel connected and close. So it's a good thing to work on if you're having issues. So last night, um, a thought crossed my mind that now I won't be able to do that with my partner all day tomorrow. You know, after everything we've been going through, I'll be taking care of my daughter instead of having the day to myself. And there is some sad feelings around that for me. You know, just like, well, I know this is totally what I need to be doing and I want to be doing, right? Like I want to be her mama. She needs me and she comes first always. But that little sadness, you know, did cross my mind because that's kind of a tender need that I'm having right now. I need that time with my partner. Um, I need the reconnect time with him. And that also felt important to me. And that's okay that I felt that way for a sec, you know? Um, but when that went through my head last night, another thought followed, which was, wow, Jen, that's really fucking selfish of you. You are choosing a man over your daughter again and abandoning her. I was like, whoa. Like, I literally, like, stopped in my bedroom and was like, what the fuck? Um, and I was like, dude, I don't know, like, what this is or, like, who you are. But I was able to be like, you need to fuck off, right? Because I was able to like identify like, whoa, that's really, um, that's a lot of self-hatred right there. <laughs> so I am still working through the guilt um, of prioritizing that abusive relationship over my daughter during certain times while it was going on. It really affected her. Um, and I have worked hard on my relationship with her to heal all of that. We are doing um, really good these days. I think she has a fairly secure attachment to me. Um, you know, I'm her caregiver. But this is a consequence of staying in that relationship um, as long as I did that I have to live with every day is her feeling like that um, and feeling that scaredness that may be you know, I might be gone again and she'll have to go through that again. It's bad. It's dark. And it's something I really have had to work through in the aftermath. Um, so I noticed that thought and I was like, whoa, that's really mean. And I knew that that wasn't me. That's not healthy me. That's not how I feel about myself. And I knew, okay, this is bad again. And, you know, just like I said, like it pretty naturally went like, Hey, I don't know who the hell you think you are. You know, you've made it back into my thoughts again, but you need to fuck off. Um, it's my abuser. That's who it is. And the leftovers from how he used to treat me. Um, he would tell me a lot that I was selfish. So I was able to get mad and be compassionate towards myself in that moment and protect myself from, you know, that mean guy thing. Um, but I haven't experienced this type of thing in a long time. Um, I've been in a good place with all that for a long time. And it was kind of a shock um, to kind of realize like, whoa, okay, this is like happening again and it's really bad. But that's what's been going on. So a few things. Okay, number one. Okay, so obviously there are behaviors and triggers that may happen that will reactivate this. It's not totally dead and gone. It is something that is going to resurface in situations like this that I need to be aware of now. Uh, number two, it's really unhealthy. Like my mental health is pretty not okay again right now. 
So I need to focus on me and healing this again and be very, very mindful about the negative thing being on again and focusing on fighting that whenever I hear it. Whenever I hear it. This mindset I have again where everything is my fault and I'm not enough and I'm a selfish person selfish person um, is affecting me and it's affecting my relationship now with my partner in a very large way, which is also okay, right? That's a, again like I've really been beating myself up a lot because I know that's what's going on. But I have to have self-compassion and just say, you know what, Jen, it's okay. No need to shame yourself. But if you want a healthy outcome for him and yourself, like you're going to have to be open about it and make sure, you know, you're doing your part and we're doing what we need to do to get rid of it and get back to a place of me knowing that I'm worthy of love because he's trying to love me. And he's doing a really good job and I'm kind of not totally able to accept it right now because I don't think I'm worthy again, you know, or I'm having those thoughts. I mean, I think rationally, like I know I'm worthy, but that negative inner voice um, is really loud again lately. So I'm having a hard time. Um, And this is a consequence of his actions and he knows this, right? Um, But it's also really intensified because of the trauma that I endured from you know my ex and he's creeping back in trying to sabotage this relationship now Um, or at least it feels that way all right now how do I know this is not me ignoring red flags this is kind of where the other inner conflict is going on because I recognize them in you know I was honest with my partner like hey this behavior is a red flag for me this is why. And when I was in those thoughts and was initially like, Hey dude, you know, no, like this is, this is a boundary I'm putting up. Like, we're not going to have this go on in our relationship or you won't be with me. Um, when I was kind of in that stage of it, it's like the thoughts were like more positive towards myself. I know that I don't like deserve that. Right. And he knows it too. Um, I do deserve, you know, to be respected more than that. All women do. Um, Just because a lot of men do it doesn't make it right. You know, we had to have that conversation. And if you're going to make excuses and justify behavior that hurt me, that's what's toxic. And that's what I'm not going to deal with. Um, You know, but that's not actually what happened. That's what I was expecting him to do, but that's not what he gave me. So... That was like a healthy conflict we were having and working through when I was in that phase of it. And I was just like, no, like I don't deserve that. And so the last couple weeks, it's turning into this other bullshit of me like beating the crap out of myself emotionally. And he's like, hey, like this is not your fault. That was really careless of me. That had nothing to do with you or your worth. And The night I was having the flashback and like having like that crying spell, you know, I, like I said, it came out verbally. I actually was starting to ask him like, what could I have done better to avoid that in totally blaming myself? It was bad. Um, You know, I was the version of myself all of a sudden again, that was being abused. And my partner was just like, Jen, like, this is not right. Like, that's really that's a really abusive outlook on yourself. What can I do to help you feel safe again and know that like that's not what's going on? So he was able to identify for me when I was um, kind of like being abusive towards myself or that my negative inner voice from my ex was being abusive towards me and go, you know, that's not okay. And I'd like to step in and help. Um, so... That was actually pretty healing. Um, And I went back and read some texts. And it's like when I bark up that tree, he's like, I understand why you feel that way. It's okay. But it's harmful. And let's figure out how to, like, work through this and get you out of that mindset that it's your fault. Um, I don't know if this man will treat me well going forward. Obviously, you know, none of us know what the future holds. But I do have a pretty positive outlook based on all of, you know, what's gone on in this and what's 
you know, what the outcome has been with him. Um, there's a part of me that's like, you know, that's scared and is like, you're romanticizing again. You need to remember what he did. Um, and I do on a scale that like, I really don't even want to, it's pretty intrusive at this point still, but I need to consider the facts here, not opinion, um, not, you know, and not what happened to me in the past. His behavior may worsen or it could continue returning to his baseline, which is great behavior and someone that really does respect me and treat me well. Um, this was pretty out of character for him based on my experience with him so far. So it did, it did cause a lot of distress. It threw me off. I was like, what the fuck? You know, it felt really unsafe. Um, but we're kind of starting to come back down from it. And, you know, it's like I said, it's kind of been more of a healing experience now that I look back on it. But I'm also learning that people aren't perfect. And if they are able to take accountability and do what he's doing, you know, they're likely good people. And he has, you know, mostly healthy traits, like I said. But this this part of dating, I'm still, you know, kind of figuring it out. And I'm still getting to know him, really. You know, it's only been six months. All right. So how to help myself through that, right? Um, that's kind of the focus because I could stay with him. I could not. That all depends on how he chooses to behave going forward and how he treats me. But I need to focus on becoming the more healthy version of myself again and tend to my mental health that's been circling the drain again um, to be a healthy partner for him. I need to focus on my own self-worth and cultivating that myself rather than, you know, through him or other men or anybody else. I'm going, you know, I need to do that. Um, So I don't really know how I'm going to do that this time. (laughs) It's a little bit, it's like a different circumstance. Um, There's another person involved. It's not me, like, getting away from an abusive partner, you know, being like, fuck you, I'm worthy, fuck off, like, you know, I deserve better. Um, It's just different. And so I don't have an answer yet, but I am going to do it. Um, I've been reading a lot. I've been listening to a lot of lectures, taking notes. So I will document this, of course, and share it with you all when I have a better explanation. (laughs) Um, but I'm learning that it's really com- it's a complex situation that's going to take, um, you know, work. And just because I was in a place where I totally thought I'd always know my self-worth and like felt it every day, I woke up feeling really good consistently, doesn't mean that there aren't things that I'm going to have to work through to keep it that way. Um, I talked to a male friend earlier today. Um, I feel like that was really needed and helped like with some of my confusion. Um, we met through, um, actually this podcast and we did some support groups together. So he had some stuff going on and obviously I have some stuff going on and it was nice to get some outside male perspective where like, I know he's a good human and I know that he treats women well. So it was good to be able to like sort through some of these things and find some, I guess, reassurance that like what happened doesn't mean my partner doesn't love me or, you know, doesn't mean that he's like going to be this like abusive person. Um, but he was also able to point out that, you know, my body is just going to have certain responses because of what I've been through. Um, and he was able to kind of, you know, describe like, similar things that he's gone through. He just had like kind of a similar somatic body response, um, a while back with something similar. And he told me about it. Um, and things of this nature are going to be, you know, they're going to need to be handled delicately in my relationship because they do mean something very different to me than other people. Like what happened, what, you know, his action or whatever that, that means something completely different to me than other people who weren't with like a serial cheater (laughs) and um my partner respects how I feel about it and he didn't argue you know he was like okay yeah I get it that's a no-go I got it um and that was nice not being argued with or gaslit or being told that you know I'm stupid etc um 
So we talked about intuition. Um, my, my friend and I tonight, we talked about intuition. So I had some thoughts on that and I'm going to go a little into that tonight and the complexity of kind of like what dating again may feel like and how the intuition thing works and kind of how to be mindful about it. So I was listening to a lecture about healthy expectations and balancing them with staying present. Um, I think trauma creates fear around certain experiences. I have a lot of trauma around unfaithfulness, um, physically and mentally, (laughs) that has created a very strong fearfulness and confusion for me. And none of those experiences ended with me being in a, you know, with a healthy man or a partner that could seem to learn from his mistakes and treat me better. Like that just didn't go on in my last relationship. Um, I'm currently in a relationship with someone who has provided consistency and compassion and stability in our relationship for most of the time we've been in it. Um, you know, but there's going to be stuff, right? Um, I think that what what that lecture kind of made me think about is if we are too busy being disappointed with something our partner does to hurt us for an extended amount of time, right? And we allow the fear of what the outcome in the past has been with other people overrule what's actually happening right now, we are not actually living in the reality of the situation and we're not living in the moment and being present. <laughs> um, I've had to express my feelings about his actions and how they've affected me, you know, and us as a couple. Like I said before, I've had to lay down boundaries around these things, um, why it can't happen again, what it does to me, um, you know, but I was in the dilemma. I don't feel like I am now. I know, I know my decision now I'm going to stay. Um, but initially, you know, I was having a big dilemma over, do I stay or do I go? Is this an opportunity to work through something with someone or am I being foolish again and allowing myself to be mistreated? I honest to God, didn't know. Um, the confusion issue I think was most bothersome because I was so sure before that I had figured out for myself when it's time to leave a relationship after being in an abusive one. Um, you know, and so it was like, am I protecting myself or am I cutting someone off too soon that I really love very much, you know, who's not reacting in the same way that my ex used to. Um, the inner conflict and the hurt, you know, of what happened was so consuming that I could not focus hardly at all on the needs that my partner was meeting in this situation. Um, I was able to sum and I communicated it to him, you know, that he was doing a good job meeting them and, you know, that I was really thankful for how he was treating me through this. But I think last night I finally kind of turned a corner and like, I just need a game plan if this is going to continue. So that's kind of like what I'm thinking about now, you know, okay, I'm going to work on my self-worth. How am I going to like get through, you know, not ruminating all the time? Um, so that's, that's the current plan. The man continues to tell me he learned from it and will not let it happen again. Right. And he's also expressed that he is scared of hurting me again because he sees how badly that like I'm suffering in this right now. Um, he's told me he wants to work on understanding my perspective and wants to grow from the experience so that he knows how to, how to be better in the future. Um, he has told me he will do anything he needs to do to help me through, you know, what we're going through so that we can stay together. Um, without me even like really asking, he offered to go to counseling. That was new. <laughs> like, okay. Um, and just, I guess just offering up whatever. He's like, whatever, whatever will help you feel better. Whatever I can do. Um, you know, and he's also acknowledged and said a bunch, like, all I can do is prove to you it won't happen again and rebuild the trust that I've lost with you. And he's not angry with me for being hurt and crying and being sad. So.
um, there was a night, um, right after it first happened where like, I was just like really upset and we were on the phone all night. He literally stayed on the phone with me until like I had to go to work the next morning. Um, and you know, and he was just like trying to console me and in the morning, um, you know, I woke up to a text that said, you know, I'm glad that you're telling me how you feel and I'm, I'm glad that you're able to talk about your feelings with me. Thank you. (sighs) I'm just like, okay, he's not mad. You know, it was odd. Um, so I'm not, I think what's going on is like, or what was going on before. I feel like I'm starting to now, but before when I was like stuck, I wasn't allowing myself to like build a new schema around this type of experience in a relationship. I'm not allowing him to give me a different result, even though it's already like drastically different than what I've been given in the past. Um, I think I kind of reached my breaking point in the anxiety of like losing him and anguish of like possible betrayal in the future. And I was in a hamster wheel of my psychological response being taken over. Um, you know, and there was a night, um, I think it was like a week and a half ago or so. Like I was literally having a mental breakdown over this. I was sobbing. I could just, I'd like, I could feel like the gaping abandonment wound that like I hate so much within me. And that's an issue right there that I need to work on. Right. Like I was in a place where I was just like, I hate this. I want this to go away. Um, I should not feel hatred toward any part of me, especially my wounds. So I sat on my kitchen floor, like in the most emotional pain that I've felt in a long time. Um, and there was just something different about it this time because, you know, I, the level of trust I have in this person is different than before. Um, and I was just in a place where I was just like, literally bargaining with whoever, you know, the hell is in charge of this thing we call life to just like make the pain stop. Like I'll do anything and begging you just like, please make it stop. Um, that's how bad it was. Okay. So I'm sitting on my floor, there's a knock on my door and it was him with flowers. (laughs) I was like, Whoa. Okay. This is different. Um, I didn't ask him to come over. He just came over because, you know, I was like really having a hard time. So he like comes in and again, like allows me to express my feelings. You know, afterward I go in for like a hug. I was just like so tired of being upset with him. I let my guard down. Um, and I tried to just be in that moment and he held me and, you know, I let him console me. Um, I did feel like a burden in that moment and that was mixed with kind of like anger of even feeling like a burden because I didn't do anything, you know, I felt like, okay, well he hurt me. So why am I a burden? And then I just realized like, Jennifer, if you're thinking rationally right now, this man is not treating you like a burden. He's treating you like the most important person in his life and like has been for weeks since this incident. So, you know, no, he's not done everything exactly perfect. And if you're being honest with yourself, you know, It's like you've felt like there's nothing he could do to fix and like like fix this and like it will never go away. But if we're thinking rationally, like this was not okay by any means and he knows this now, but you have worked through much more severe betrayal and have been able to forgive and have very, very strong desire and immense hopefulness in the past with someone who did not give you one sixteenth of what this man is giving you right now. Right? So, you know, I've been so wound up, understandably so, um, that I've kind of been unable to be present in the moment with this person who is just trying to love me. And... I have to like recognize that he's not treating me like I'm hard to love, like the last person that I gave nearly four years to. Um, you know, he's taking care of my feelings after he's hurt me unintentionally too. You know, I have to remind myself of that too. Like this was not premeditated. Um, he wasn't like plotting revenge. 
like my ex used to. He's not doing it out of like wanting to make me jealous like my ex used to. It was careless. It was stupid. It was fucked up. But it wasn't any of that. Um, any relationship is going to have challenges. And I think like what I had to stop and ask myself is, okay, well, who do you want to be in those challenges with? A distant, emotionally unavailable man whose ego will not allow him to take accountability or genuinely apologize. Um, you know, the other option is a man you don't have like half the feelings for that you do for this person in front of you right now. You know, because that's like a safer option too. Well, I don't feel as much, so you can't hurt me as much. You know, he's listening to you. He's trying to take care of you. So this is a result that I've not experienced ever. <laughs> so it feels like, I think like I've lost control because it's not predictable. It's making me anxious because the situation is not predictable. Um, I'm scared to continue even though all of the boxes are being checked and what I need from a person in this situation. So I realized, hopefully in like the nick of time, that this is not the last time I'm going to feel hurt. It's part of the human experience. Um, I know better than to put up with a lot of things now, and this too is something I'm not willing to put up with. So based on reality, what he's giving me right now, and based on the fact that it does feel genuine and not like he is a narcissistic liar who's sucking me back into a trap um you know it rationally doesn't seem like something I'll have to put up with again because he's listening and being respectful and feeling remorse so that's my spiel on all that I don't I hope that was helpful for anybody else who's kind of stuck in the same situation you know I think what the bottom line is is like when we're abuse survivors, we get into a cycle, right? We get familiar with the cycle. We become desensitized to our partners who are abusive um, because it just happens over and over and over again. And that cycle is predictable. And then when we go out into the world after healing and we try to date and we're dating a healthy person, that's really unfamiliar to us because it's likely that our caretakers in childhood were not like that either. You know, it's brand new experience. And I think that it's just hard because it's not predictable. So, you know, I'm going to have to choose to be brave and vulnerable while still being smart and rational. Um, which is also hard. You know, it's funny because like in the past, my emotional mind told me to stay with people I shouldn't. And my rational mind said, you need to go. This person's hurting you. Now it's like the opposite. So that feels ass backwards to me. But I think that's a green flag, right? My emotional mind is like, run away. But my rational mind is like, whoa, take a pause. Like, I don't think you should run away. This person doesn't feel like a threat. Um, and that's new and it's uncomfortable. Um, I think another part of this is like, I'm not really angry. So it's not, it's not easy. I think when you're angry, it's like easier to be angry at someone than like feel hurt or like feel sad. You know, he's not calling me names. He's not talking down to me. He's just like apologizing continuously because um, he knows that's what I need to hear right now without resentment. He's at your doorstep with flowers and like a soft kiss and a warm hug and like wrapped his arms around you, you know, for hours in bed until like you calm down and your adrenaline stops and like just, I don't know. He's just, it's just there. Um... I mean, he just like literally came when like I needed him the most and like I wanted to be with him the most but I was too scared to ask for that because I was too scared of him hurting me 
um, you know, in the past when I was, like, hurting like that and I would want my ex-abusive partner to, like, just be there for me so I wasn't alone in the trauma that he was causing. You know, he couldn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, so that was really helpful, too. There's something else that kind of came to mind um, that I think kind of helped me, too, today. Um, just trying to do like some self-reflection. I think that it's like, I don't know. He did mention, he's like, what are your expectations of me? Like he's asking, you know, cause I think he could kind of pick up on the fact that like, I am expecting maybe like perfection, um, with like the realm of certain things in a relationship, you know, people are human. Um, and I think like, it was just really scary for me because it was so out of character and I've communicated that to him. I was like, I'm scared that like, you're someone that I, I, you know, you're like, I think you're this person, but like, you're really someone else, you know, cause that's what happened to me last time. I was totally convinced that my ex abusive partner was like this nice man, you know, that's how he came off and everything. And it turns out he was a fucking lunatic. That was hard. That was like, turned my brain upside down in my head. So that fearfulness is there. Um, but I kind of need to take a step back and just like try to think outside of that box that I was in for so long. And one of the things that I thought about was, you know, like, I know I'm a good person. I know that I can be a healthy partner for someone. Um, I am empathetic. I do treat people very well. Um, I'm not afraid to admit when I make a mistake. I'm not afraid to apologize to somebody if I hurt them. And I kind of live my life in a way of like really thinking deeply about other people's feelings and caring a lot about them. Um, I do that for a living. You know, that's just who I am. That's my character. But I have to think about the fact that even I have done things that are out of character, right? I have done things. Some pretty big things. Um, And it doesn't make me a bad person. And I have to think about where the motive was coming from when I did those things. Um, I still don't really understand his motive. And he's expressed to me that he doesn't even really understand his motive. I think it's confusing for him, too. He's like, I don't know. I need to really think about that. You know, but he is. So that's good. He's willing to even think about that. Um, You know, some of the things I thought about were, like, the time, the amount of time I was spending away from my daughter in that abusive relationship. I knew that she was feeling sad about me being gone all the time. And I didn't choose to fix that. I chose to keep, you know, keep re-engaging with this person and hurting her. It hurt her. But it doesn't make me a bad person because I feel remorse and I feel guilt, you know. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that never happens again because I see how it affected her. So... If I can do something of that nature and feel that way about it, then it kind of makes me think like, okay, well, he can too. Because healthy people actually mean what they say. And I think it's really hard when you've been with somebody who doesn't mean anything they say. You know, he's like, my ex was like a walking riddle, like literally the Joker. Like I was just in a constant state of having to try to figure out like mental behavioral equations because he just, nothing he said was real. The person that he presented to me wasn't even real. And he made me feel so crazy and believe so many things that were not true about him and me that it's hard, you know, it's really hard. Um, so I have to just get back to a place where, which I was in before I was with my ex abusive partner. You know, I did have a marriage before that, a long one. Um, and it ended, you know, there, there were some unhealthy things going on. Um, and it needed to end, 
but I was in a place before this abusive relationship where I was totally able to give my partner the benefit of the doubt. I was totally able to like work through things and, you know, build trust again when it was broken and, you know, like be super hopeful that everything was going to be okay. And I really want to get back to that place. Um, and it's essential that I get back to that place if I want to be a healthy partner to this person that I'm with now. And it's just finding a balance of, you know, that and working on being that healthy version of myself and being a healthy partner with not overdoing it and not ignoring red flags. And I think that that's the hardest thing when you're dating after an abusive relationship. Um, You know, I literally told him, like, I'm really sorry for some of the ways that I've reacted. But you have to understand I'm trying to balance protecting myself after being treated. I don't even know what to say. Being treated like not even a human, you know, um, not even a person and being treated that poorly with also, you know, trying to be open and build intimacy with you and let you in. I have to balance those two things and it's really hard sometimes, but it's really, it's, it's a necessary thing that you're going to need to do if you want to move on, um, after abuse and be with somebody. So I hope you all can learn to be brave again, like I am. And I hope that this was helpful if you're struggling in your negative inner voice again that your abuser built inside of your mind. Um, you know, what it comes down to is nobody deserves to be treated that way. And I have to keep remembering that. And I have to keep remembering that not everybody's like him. And there are good people in the world. And when I'm being triggered and my nervous system is activated... I really have to remember how much my partner loves me and lean into that (laughs) and just be present and focus on, you know, his behavior and not what's happened to me in the past. All right, guys, much love till next time.